Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real, and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. some things in between services so we're here uh, man okay hey let's repeat after me say this I have grace, I have grace. It's, on me. it's on me I have grace, I have grace. It's, in me. it's in me I have grace, I have grace. It's, for me. it's for me I have grace, I have grace. It's, for it's for his glory I have grace it's for his purpose. I have grace. It's for this season. I have grace. It's for Christmas. I have grace for 2023. Yes. Can you give him a shout? Yeah. You have grace. take a seat touch your neighbors say hello (laughs) oh what an incredible incredible time can we thank our worship team as well oh what an amazing morning it's been already yeah hey my name's Verlani and it's an honor to be with you all this morning and I get to oversee our transform groups in this incredible season that we're in and if you are not part of a transform group I can't tell you enough be a part of it. Oh, be a part of what God is doing. Our, our vision, our mission here at Church Alive is to see people, to reach, teach, and empower for people to live free in Christ, but to also transform their world. And transform groups are those vehicles. It's what we use to transform our world. And so we're in this incredible series called The Untold Story. And we talk about Christmas and the untold stories of what they are. We learned from Pastor Anthony this past week that we all have a divine bothering. There are those moments, right? Like in Home Alone where Kevin's mom's like, <laughs> right? When we know that something's missing. We know that we're, we're being moved and stirred in such a way. And sometimes it's because God wants to show us something. That God wants to move in, in such a way. And we must, and sometimes just be willing enough to see if um, we receive what he actually wants to do. And for, uh, the, for me, the last couple years, uh, just like our church has a word, right? The word of this year is to go. And man, did we go this year in 2022. Just 300 volunteers on Saturday. We're going. <laughs> it's worthy to be celebrated. We are going as a church. That's our vision for this year. But for me personally, it was found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, which is when we talk about grace, and that's going to be the theme of today. It says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be abundant. That's, that's what we get 
we follow Christ, grace and peace. And I love this part in verse three, it says his divine power, not mine, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us for his own glory and his goodness. Not my glory, not my goodness, it's for him. And so when I think about that, I felt like God said, Verlani, 2022, you're gonna see an abundance of grace and peace. And I was like, okay, how's that gonna work, right? Like, what are we gonna do? And I felt that with the increasing responsibilities with what our transformers, I mean, we have over 50 groups and I'm like, wow, this is great. Um, but I've had more grace uh, to work with that and I've had more peace with all the things that have happened in the life of our church because we are growing and expanding and it's getting big and that's exciting, but we know that there's more. There is so much more God wants to do for Church Alive. And so uh, we need grace. <laughs> we definitely need grace and an abundance of it. And so if you're taking notes, I would love to share the title of this message and keeping in theme with the untold story. It's really this. It's the untold story of grace. Because there is a side of grace that needs to be uncovered. You know, I believe that I thought that like grace, especially coming into this year, when he said, oh, it's an abundance, I was like, oh, that's me, it's personal, it's unique. You know, God, you know, protected me and, uh, you know, uh, spared me from some things this year, all that fun stuff, right? Like, I was like, oh, this is great. Like even earlier this year, actually a couple months ago, I had an interview with a job that I thought, I mean, people were hyping me up, it was gonna be double my salary, and it was like all these incredible things, and then it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, um, okay. And I was really upset. Like, I was really disappointed. I was like, you do I, I mean, I spent mo well, a month or so preparing this ridiculous project to present it to the person and all this stuff. Like, it was like my big girl job. Like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. And what do we do with that? What do we do with the disruption and the bothering in our lives when it doesn't happen the way we thought? And I thank God that I can see here that even if it wasn't meant to happen, there was a reason for it because I wouldn't be here. I'd be traveling all over. I'd be doing all these other things. Um, and God knew what he was doing. And so for us, what if grace was more than just sparing us of something? What if grace was just more than something God does to protect us, to set us apart? What if grace was something that God uses to prepare us for something? As we think about the last couple of weeks we have left of this year, what is God preparing you for? Because I think it's important for us to know See, with the remaining time we have this year, what if, what if 2022 was just the preview? What if 2022 was just this, a glimpse of what God wants to do in 2023? What if there is more? See, I believe that what you were spared from this year was actual preparation for next year. What didn't happen this year was preparation for what is to come. Oh, if it, <laughs> the pain that you might have experienced this year, the disappointment you might have experienced this year, it was not meant 
to deviate you nor to break you. It was actually meant to prepare you. And I felt like, especially in between service, I'm just going to read a few things that I felt the Holy Spirit say. Uh, the divorce wasn't meant to break you. The miscarriage wasn't meant to de deviate you. The failure that you experienced this year was not meant to deviate you. The prognosis was not meant to break you. The loss that you experienced this year was not meant to break you. The rejection was not meant to deviate you from the purpose that God has for you. All the person that walked away was supposed to. The business that fell through was supposed to. The friendship that broke down was supposed to. The house that fell through was supposed to. The disruption wasn't meant to break you. Whatever disruption you encountered in 2022, it was not meant to break you. It was not meant to deviate you. Oh, all the more it was meant to set you up for what's coming in 2023. Do you believe that, Church Alive? Because I understand that for some of you, this will be your first Christmas, maybe without your parents. This may be your first Christmas without a job. This might be your first Christmas without a spouse. This might be your first Christmas where it looks just a bit different. And I wanted to encourage you that you have been graced for it. That you have the grace, great God's grace is on you. And so as we lean in to uncover the story of grace, I couldn't think of a better person for us to lean into than to Mary. Oh, because what Mary had to endure and what Mary had to receive was an incredible assignment. And we pick up the story of her being disrupted in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And it says this, in the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Say that after me. The Lord is with you. <laughs> He really is. Uh, and so her response, you know, like she's like, okay, this is an angel. This is a big disruption. And she, she says, she's confused and disturbed. Like what is happening, right? Along a lot like our disruptions, right? Like why did I get that job? Um, <laughs> not bitter, not bitter. Um, but Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. And he says this, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary. Yeah, it's uncertain. Oh, it's whatever, you, whatever you're lingering here in this Christmas, oh, I don't know what you believe about the future, but don't be afraid. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Maybe the disruption has actually been because you have found favor with God, not because it was meant to separate you, but because you have favor, because there's something different about you that has attracted God to actually bless you through what the disruption meant to hurt you and deviate you from. Come on. Yeah. Man, because up until this point, I mean, there's nothing special about Mary. She's a young girl, beginning, she's engaged to be married. Um, 
I mean, there was nothing, and sometimes for us, maybe that's how we feel. There's nothing special about me, but I want you to know that God chose Mary, and God chooses you. He already chose you even before you, you, like you even thought about God, even before you walked in through these doors, God had already chosen you. And that is something so, so important that what makes you special is actually something that God accounted for long before you were born. Yeah. And so it wouldn't be enough though for Mary to have grace on her, right? So when the angel greets her, he says, you're favored. There's, there's something about you. There's grace on you. Uh, it wouldn't be enough for her to be like, oh, okay, I'm blessed. This is great, etc." It would actually require something of her, that her suspicion, the confusion, the, the being disrupted, it would actually mean that she would have to also participate. Yeah. And so what we go on to see is that the angel does tell her something in verse 31. Oof. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus and he will be very great. Someone say very great. Oh, what's ever conceived out of God is very great. Don't despise it. Don't minimize it. It is very great. And he, it says, and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. What is conceived of God, oh, it has an eternal purpose. And that's important for us. See, Mary had grace on her. Mary had been chosen. But now she's being asked if she would embrace grace, if she would actually carry the assignment. She would carry grace in her, right? We have grace. It's on us, but it's also in us. And we choose if we're willing to carry the very purpose that God has for us. And so it's, that's, oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> like, ah. But in this season, right, we talk about the holiday season. Are we willing not only to have grace on us, but to carry it? To carry the purpose, the assignment that God has for each and every one of us. See, uh, Pastor Anthony, as he was reading my notes, he gave this quote, and I was like, oh, this is so good. I cannot help but share it. He says, God desires to give us grace and then allows us to walk in that grace. Oh, so God gives us grace. He desires that for us. But then we got to walk in it. We got to actually live that thing out and allow grace to be shown for others so that they know that they have grace too and we're following Jesus. And it's important. And so I felt like we learned from Mary that, again, in this season, grace isn't just meant to spare us but it's to prepare us. What we experienced in this year in God's grace that looked like a disruption was really meant to set us up for what's to come in 2023. Don't let it deviate you. Don't let it let you wander away. Actually lean in and know that there is a reason for it. Oh, and if you would just hold on long enough, you would see it come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So if you're taking notes, 
I want to talk, I have a few, I have a few points that I want to go through talking about, hey, how do we steward this assignment? How do we carry grace for what God has asked us to do for the disruptions in our life? How does that look like for us? And the one, so on our first point here in verse 34, Mary asks the angel, uh, but how, how can this happen? I am a virgin. She, and number one, she asked questions about her assignment. She needed clarity. Wait a second. I'm going to conceive what? I'm a virgin. Like, do you not see how babies are formed in a normal scenario? Like this doesn't make sense. Uh, how? <laughs> and for some of us who are wrestling with the thing that God has asked us to do, ask how? How are we going to do this, Lord? How are we going to grow 50 groups to 150 groups for transform for the people that are coming to church alive? How are we going to do certain things? I've been asking him a lot of how questions. Yo, how? <laughs> oh, it's so important. Yeah. Because I love that she didn't, she, I mean, she didn't even ask why. At this point, she's like, well, it, there's an angel, right? He, clearly they picked me. So that's out of the question. Don't have to ask why anymore. But how? She gets practical. And then she's humble enough to ask how. Because it doesn't make sense. And perhaps for us, maybe processing what God has asked us to do is important for us to receive and embrace the grace that God wants to do in our lives to carry out the assignment. Oh, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. See, for some of us, we've been looking around thinking, oh, like I'm, I, I'm in this relationship or I'm in this thing or I'm trying to start this business and you're looking to how other people have done it and it's not working out. And I wanna tell you, Mary had to realize that it was gonna be different. It was going to be different. And because it was going to be different, it was going to require something different of her. And that's important. So maybe even thinking through, she says, well, I'm a virgin. The limitation, the thing, the weakness, the thing that would, again, disqualify her from having a baby. <laughs> and maybe for some of us, we're looking at the things that disqualify us from carrying the grace of the assignment that God has asked us to do. And I want to encourage you that the disqualification is actually the qualification for you to carry the grace in the next year. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Can we just assume that what is for us is not based on what it looked like for someone else? That it actually is different. The journey is different because God is on it. You are graced for it. That's what it looks like. And so for us, what has, whatever God has asked you, whatever you're carrying, God has graced you for, it requires processing. Take the time. Ask the questions, get clarity for your assignment. A, a few weeks ago, Pastor Anthony gathered our pastoral team and simply asked like, what could we be praying for? We all have this expectation of the bigness of what this upcoming year is gonna bring. And so I, I hadn't had a moment to, to really reflect and think. And as I started to get emotional thinking about, wow, this is gonna be a lot. <laughs> um, it was God's grace on my life that said, no, 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 you got it. You can do it because it's not you. You have the team also supporting you and doing what we're doing. We don't do this alone. We do it together. We don't do transformer groups on our own. They're called groups. <laughs> it's community. 
because we're meant to transform our worlds. And so it's so, so important. Know that there is an assignment you've been entrusted to do and processing it with the trusted person will actually make a very big difference in whether you fulfill it or not. Yeah, and so leads me to my second point. Speaking of a trusted person, you know, for some of us as we steward this, right, the assignment that God has for us as we carry grace in it, we gotta wait for the Holy Spirit. You gotta wait for him. Pastor Katie said this so eloquently in her giving message. How long do we have to wait until it happens? You gotta wait. You gotta wait for the Holy Spirit. See, the angel replies to Mary's how question, right? She says, how? He says, Holy Spirit. And that may be for some of us today. How is this gonna happen? Wait, wait for the Holy Spirit. That might be for someone today. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. See, whatever we will accomplish for God, on behalf of God, for his glory, will always require the Holy Spirit. So wait for him. Wait for him. Don't be hasty with the thing that God has entrusted with you because it is for a divine purpose. It is meant to give life. What is born out of the spirit always produces life and it has an eternal purpose. So wait for the Holy Spirit to partner with you to go do it. If you're waiting for to start this business and you don't know the strategy, wait for the Holy Spirit and he will give you the strategy and he will send the person that you need to partner with to do it. Wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Why is it so important that we wait for him? Oh, in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it tells us this. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Oh, and and I think about not even the outside criticism. I think of my own head criticism. With the the assignment that God's given me, I start thinking about all the things and all the reasons why I, I can't do it, why I'm not graced for it. One person alone can be attacked and defeated. And two, it says, but two can stand back to back and conquer, right? Processing it, bringing someone else along the journey so that you can conquer it. But three, oh, three are even better. Three is always better. Involving the third man, the Holy Spirit is always better because a triple braided cord is not easily broken. See, the the assignment that you've been given is not meant to break you if you involve the Holy Spirit because it's not easily broken. And so that for us, why it's important for us to wait. We always need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit allows us to overcome criticism. It allows us to overcome the confusion, the unbelief that will rise, the apathy, the weariness. Like Pastor Katie said, Abraham waited well. He was unwavered in his faith. Unwavered. And can can the same thing be said of us? We need the Holy Spirit to do that. So we wait. See, think about what Mary would have had to endure to explain an unexpected pregnancy. <laughs> like, right? like, it just looks awful. <laughs> and so for her, it wouldn't have been possible without the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't have been possible. I love that the angel says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most God will overshadow you. Would you allow the power of the Most High God to overshadow you? 
your agenda, your thoughts, your own personal opinion about what he's asked you to do, would you allow him to overshadow that? Because Mary had to be overshadowed. If not, it didn't make sense. If not, it would have been too hard because what was going to be asked of her after would have been really difficult. Pastor Anthony told us last week she had to go to Egypt, the place where her people were enslaved in order to protect the promise that God had given her. And the assignment will ask you to do many difficult things. Oh, but it's so worthy if it brings life to people, if it brings healing to people and wholeness. It's an eternal purpose we, will, we carry the assignment for. And so what if we took out the you and the human and invited the spirit man to get involved? Because ultimately what we want to be birthed out of us is to be holy, to be pure, to be blameless, right? I think that's so, it, doesn't make, it didn't make sense to Mary at that point, but what came out of Mary was the savior of the world. And there is no arguing that, even now, we can still prove that. Damn. And so I love that as we get to our last point today, so we talked about asking questions, being able to process what God has asked us to carry, to walk in this grace. We invite the Holy Spirit, partner with him, knowing that it requires a partnership with the Holy Spirit so that we are not broken as we carry this thing out. But number three, we must agree in faith. Agree in faith, have faith, have faith. Come into agreement that the grace on you with the assignment you carry is for you. I love that we, and just bringing some other, I was reading this this morning in the story of Esther. Esther could have easily given up her assignment to save the people, the Jewish people. And the, when the Lord tells her, hey, if you don't do it, someone else will. I'll ask someone else. And I think for us, it's important to know that it is for you, but God is sovereign enough to say, okay, it's okay if you don't, I'll use someone else. And we're, if we're, and it, depending on how work, life works, we might actually see that other person do exactly what God asked you to do instead. Now, Mary shows us how we must receive this assignment, how to carry it with grace. And I hope that this encourages us as she responds after the angel tells her how. In verse 38, it says this, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. The first thing that Mary tells us in her response is who she serves. Do you know who you serve? Do you remember who you serve? Because the assignment, the thing that God has graced you for, at times gets difficult. And we have to remind ourselves, oh, no, 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 I am the Lord's servant. It's for the Lord. It's not meant for me. It's not meant for my glory. It's for the Lord. I am the Lord's servant. And remember that in this season, do not forget who you serve because the assignment's never given to us to take us out. The disruption doesn't happen to deviate you. It's actually to bring you closer to your creator. It's meant to be reliant on who you serve. Remember who is asking you to carry it. Don't lose sight of who's asked you to do it because he himself is doing it with you. He is the same person that will grace you for it. 
Philippians 1 6 tells us this being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day Christ Jesus he's gonna carry it but it began a good work it's a good work in you the thing that was birthed in Mary was good and he's gonna carry it you're not doing it by yourself so don't abort it don't abort it before it's complete don't abort it before it's fulfilled it's too good it's too good you're not doing it on your own and I love that the second thing she says she says may everything you have said about me come true another version of this says uh, may it be done to me according to your word your word in other words your will be done I step aside I am the Lord's servant your will God be done before Jesus said it before he went to the cross Mary said I am the Lord's servant may it be done according to your word see faith will often require us to surrender our will and to trust that in due season we will see what God has spoken if in fact it's from God I have found that in this day of confusion we have started to substitute the things of the Bible with a good quote and then we're not seeing the fulfillment of that because we're, we, we, we built something on something that wasn't the truth so why would we see it come to pass it's not the truth it's not the thing that gives life it's not the thing that um, breaks chains it's just a good quote and so first John tells us this dear friends do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God we have too many people saying that this the Lord said this da, da, da. did they or did they just get that from you know some self-development guru and they're passing it off it's important for us to distinguish and to know it's so important because this is there for many false prophets in the world and I want us to re be reminded that what God has for you what God has graced you for requires agreeing in faith and I love that when Mary and I don't have this in, in the scriptures but when Mary agrees she goes on to see her uh, she goes on to see Elizabeth and the moment that she sees Elizabeth Elizabeth's baby leaps with joy and I felt like what someone needed to hear today was that Mary had to say now, said yes now for what would require of her later. And the confirmation of what had been conceived in her came right after when she saw Elizabeth. Can I tell you, if, if you carry this assignment with grace, let the sound that you bring after receiving what God has asked you to carry, bring joy to the life of others. How do you know you carry the assignment well? It brings joy to people, it brings freedom to people. People's wounds, their assignment gets activated because Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist who would be the forerunner before Jesus, so she couldn't abort her assignment either. She needed the confirmation as well. So don't again refuse what God has for you because if you embrace it, it will activate the assignment on someone else's life and it's too good and it's too it's too important it's too important to not abort 
you're here today and you're like, Rolani, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I don't know what my assignment is. I'm, I literally just walked into church, first time around here, this whole God thing. I know maybe I have a purpose, not sure what that looks like. Am I really graced for it? Or maybe you're here and you're like, yeah, man, I, I, I feel the weight of something, but I don't know if I'm meant to carry it. I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know, I just have so many other things going on. Like, it's just, it's too much. If you're here and you're like, man, I just need clarity. Can I tell you the assignment is simply to love God and to love people? But how you do that, it's how. Again, we ask the questions, how God, how do I, how do I show that I love you? How do I show others that you're for them? It may be through your business. It may be through how you treat your spouse. It may be how you raise your children to be difference makers in their school. It may be where you stand. It may be how you interact with your neighbors. It may be where you, where you work. You don't know how God's gonna use you, but it's in response to loving Him and loving His people. And how it just comes as you discover what that is. And so I know that if you don't know, <laughs> It would be the greatest honor to introduce you to Jesus. Because with Jesus, he gives clarity to purpose. With Jesus, he gives hope to purpose. And with Jesus, he gives endurance for the purpose. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. It would have been too difficult to stand. With all the things, it would have been too difficult if it weren't for Jesus because Jesus doesn't invite us to play it safe. Oh, but when we follow him, he keeps us safe. He keeps us safe. See, Jesus risked it all, and he sits in the highest place. That's who we serve. person who came out of glory itself and came to be with us so that we can be reconciled to God, the Father. We don't serve a God who is immune to our disappointments. He's not immune to the people who left him, who abandoned him, who when things got tough, they said, peace out. He is not immune to that, to our hurts and to our successes. He's there too. He knows, he sees. And for these moments in life where maybe you're sitting here and you're like Mary and afraid and confused and disturbed, the angel yet provides her with the greatest invitation to receive Jesus. And that is the invitation that is here for each and every one of you to receive Jesus, to bring him in in this holiday season. What better time to make it official and so with that i invite you to close your eyes and bow your heads in just this moment where we give people the opportunity to come back to acknowledge that yeah i don't know what my assignment is but if i put this trust in this guy named jesus that he would clarify and refine my purpose and that's if the first time you're doing it or you're just deciding to come back, I'm gonna ask you in a moment to acknowledge that decision by raising your hand. 
And so as a church family, would we pray together, allowing the opportunity for those who want to make that decision to do so this morning. So let's pray together. Repeat after me. Father God, thank you for loving me. Help me receive my assignment. Help me receive your grace. I ask for your forgiveness. I wish to receive Jesus. Have your way. Amen. And so with eyes still closed, if you prayed that for the first time or you're deciding, yep, I need to come back and just recommit my life to Jesus, would you raise your hand for me? Yeah, I see those hands right there. Yep, see that hand? Yeah, I see you right there. Thank you, sir. Yeah, anyone else? I see that hand back there. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. I see you there. I see you over there. Thank you, sir. All right, let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you even now that you are clarifying, redefining, and illuminating what our assignment is and how we carry it well. I thank you, God, that you have graced us for it. And I pray that you would empower us as we think and believe for an even better 2023, knowing that the disruptions in our lives weren't meant to uh, deviate us, but actually to propel us to what you have for us in the future. We believe that and speak that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church.